Hello, everyone, and welcome to the PyTorch Dev Podcast. Today, I want to talk about Tensor Accessor, a way of accessing elements for tensors when the dimensionality and D-type are known. In previous podcasts, I've talked a little bit about the API design principles behind our C++ API. And one of the characteristics of um, Tensor in C++ is that it is completely type erased. You get to know you have a tensor, but you don't know what its D-type is, and you don't know what its dimensionality is. Doing things this way makes polymorphism easy because you don't have to write templated code. But this type erasure has costs, namely performance costs. And it's for this reason that like other C++ uh, libraries that do tensor computations often do in fact encode this information directly in. So for example, Eigen, a very uh, well-known and popular library known for its fast implementations of kernels, uses fixed dimensions inside the tensor itself. So what's the problem? So the problem is when you don't know what the dimensionality of a tensor is, and what you don't know what the D-type of a tensor is, in order to do operations on this tensor safely, you have to do dynamic checks. If you want to you know, retrieve an actual element, like an honest goodness single element from the tensor in question, um, you are going to have to say, you're going to want to fetch it into some D-type like float or double. And technically speaking, unless you provide an unsafe API, you need to test that the D-type of the tensor actually matches what you want to read the element out of. Otherwise, you can read out complete garbage silently in this situation. And so if you think about like the data pointer API in tensor, um, that actually does in fact do a D-type check whenever you do this. Um, similarly, when you want to index into a tensor, well, if you don't know what its dimensionality is, then you have to actually write code that knows how to loop over all the indices you want to do and multiply with the strides in question. And so, you know, because you don't know how many dimensions there may be, right? So you can't write a fixed uh, index calculation in this situation. You have to write a loop that can handle all the sizes in question. And so if you're a tensor iterator and, you know, you're doing a lot of hard work to make sure you can write an algorithm then work with arbitrary dimensionality, um, that's cool, and tensor iterator is kind of complicated, but it does that all for you. But if you're just writing a good old-fashioned kernel, um, you probably don't actually need this um, generality. You probably only are writing a kernel that only works for some set of dimensions, etc. So if you want to do lots of low-level manipulations to data in your tensor and you don't want to go through all the overhead that tensor would be, and yes, you could write a loop over a tensor and then say directly x open uh, square brackets, index, close square brackets equals blah, but trust me, you really don't want to write your kernel that way. It's really, really slow because each of these um, indexing operations is actually gonna give you another tensor back even if it's actually a scalar, it's a single number. You're gonna do an entire dynamic allocation and that's the case. So if you want to do this sort of thing fast, what do you do? And so the sort of like very easy way to um, handle stuff in the situation is to get out a raw pointer and do the manipulations on it. It's the obvious thing to do, right? Because, um, you know, what are CRAs? Well, CRAs are, um, okay, they're not exactly the same thing because the like, type size is different, but like a C array is basically a pointer to some memory and then you know you just operate on the memory. So what do you do? So if you have a tensor object, you can call data pointer to get out a raw pointer. Um, that is going to give you a fixed D type. So it's going to check what the D type is and then you can just poke it, you know, index into it the same old way you would have indexed into any sort of array and um, you know work with the data in the tensor that way. 
There are a few implicit assumptions that are going on when you do things this way. So one is that you are probably assuming that the data in question is contiguous. Why are you probably assuming that the data in question is contiguous? It's because handling strides is actually a pain in the ass. And so you probably aren't going to go through all the rigmarole of doing strides exactly correctly with the pointer in question um, if you do it this way. You're probably more likely to just, you know, directly uh, compute some linear index or you know you, you have a one-dimensional tensor and you just can index directly and you're not going to handle that. So whenever I see kernels that are written directly using raw po data pointers, I usually assume that they are assuming contiguous inputs. The only exception is if I'm like FFIing out to some external library where they have to take a data pointer and then they take them into strides as the other things in question. So raw pointers, very easy, um, but typically only used for contiguous tensors. But what if you want to do some accesses and you happen to know that um, uh, you want to handle strided things directly? You don't want to actually go through the process of taking a possibly non-contiguous tensor, you know, allocating memory to contiguify it and then run your kernel on it. Contiguifying a tensor, by the way, you know, is kind of slow and it uses up memory. So if you can just directly fuse um, your computations directly on the input tensor, that can save you quite a bit of computation. And this is what tensor accessor is for. So what is tensor accessor? Tensor accessor is a specialization of tensor where the d-type and the dimension of your tensor are fixed. However, we don't make any claims about the sizes or strides. So the sizes and strides continue to be um, you know, sort of built into the class in question. And so if you look at what the representation of tensor accessor is, it's very simple. It consists of a data pointer. It consists of a um, uh, the sizes, and it consists of a pointer to the strides. In fact, um, tensor accessors are really lightweight, and they don't involve any dynamic allocations because they're also non-owning unlike um, regular tensors, which you know guarantee that the data pointed to stays live for the lifetime of the tensor in question. They're non-owning, so they're really cheap to allocate. And um, lastly, right, as I said, they have statically known d-type and dimension. The statically known dimension is important because it means that we can implement index calculation without doing any loops, right? So like how it's implemented in PyTorch is um, it's actually a recursive template um, where, you know, like the tensor accessor for n is computed by doing the tensor uh, accessor for n minus 1 and then, you know, adding on the indexing for the last uh, dimension that we're processing. And then there's a base case for tensor, tensor accessor 1D tensor where you can just linearly index in that situation. By the way, this is a nice thing about being in C++. In the battle days of TH, um, these fast indexing operations were manually specified for every dimensionality. So there's like a 1D fast index, a 2D fast index, 3D fast index, 4D, and so forth. Um, tensor accessor also optionally supports declaring um, the pointer as restrict. What that means is a pointer that's restrict is guaranteed not to alias with any other pointers that are in scope. And sometimes that can unlock easier compiler optimizations. We use this very rarely, but um, it's often useful in CUDA where non-aliasing is a useful guarantee. There's also a variation of tensor accessor called packed tensor accessor. So I said tensor accessor is uh, non-owning, so it you know contains a pointer to the sizes, which are actually stored in the good old-fashioned traditional tensor in question, and a pointer to the strides, which are also stored in the old tensor in question. 
Um, but sometimes we want to send these like, you know, raw pointers plus metadata to CUDA kernels. And with CUDA kernels, you have to send all this information. If you have this pointer to some random CPU memory, well, of course, your CUDA kernel is not going to be able to access it because CUDA kernels can only access CUDA memory. So you have to pack everything up into the parameter list that and you know is going to be sent along with the CUDA kernel launch and packed tensor accessor basically just packs all of the sizes and strides along with the data pointer um, directly into a you know compact representation. Remember it's fixed dimension, so we can allocate precisely the amount of fields we need to actually do this sort of thing. And then you know you can ship them all to CUDA. Um, all at once so that CUDA can then use these to compute the indexing. And for CUDA, like computing indexing is pretty cheap because, well, you know, it's CUDA and you've got tons and tons of little processors that are doing these computations in parallel. You're more likely to get hosed by, you know, memory uh, bandwidth because, you know, you're accessing stuff all over the place. So let's just step back a moment. So suppose you're writing a kernel in PyTorch and you need to actually do some manipulation on the data in question. Well, um, there are a few things you can do, right? One is you can like directly use the Tensor API, and that's okay if you're going to just call a bunch of other like sort of accelerated operations. But that's a bad idea if you actually want to do like element by element operations. Then there's raw pointers, which are sort of the easy and obvious way to do things, but they don't uh, do any of the bookkeeping for strides for you. So usually people only do them when they assume contiguous inputs. So you'll see, you know, um, run contiguous on the input and then get out a raw pointer and do something with it. And finally, tensor accessor knows about sizes, knows about strides, and so can let you do fixed dimensionality indexing on tensors that might have, you know, wacky layout without having to do the, you know, sort of indexing math all by yourself. It's handled for you automatically under the hood. One uh, current limitation of tensor accessor is that we don't define any operators on them. So once you go from a tensor to a tensor accessor, uh, you can't like view the tensor and you can't, for example, reshape it. Actually, we had an old version of packed tensor accessor called THC device tensor that was part of the THC library. And this uh, tensor did have a bunch of operations on it. And there's no reason you can't implement these operations. In particular, anything that's a view, really good match for tensor accessor, right? Because tensor accessors are non-owning anyway, so you're usually just fiddling around with the size and striders. So this would be a really nice feature to add to PyTorch. No one has really done it yet, but it would be useful. Another thing that I've been thinking about is um, sometimes we get to know that a tensor is some dimensionality um, fairly early in the stage of a sort of multi-operator uh, composite function. And it would be nice to not have to keep you know, doing the dimensionally check uh, locally at the kernel site whenever you need to use it. Like it would be nice to like do it once and for all at the beginning of a composite kernel and then pass on this information statically to the kernel you're gonna call later on. Of course, there this is rife with difficulties, right? Like if you want to be polymorphic over the D type in this way, your kernels have to be templated. But it's a kind of interesting problem about, you know, like how can you write code that doesn't need to be template instantiated, but can still propagate um, type information like this. And so maybe, you know, having some sort of uh, like fixed dimensionality, but the D type isn't fixed tensor type might let you do that. But I don't know, that's something that I've been thinking about. That's everything I wanted to talk about today about tensor accessor. Talk to you next time.